0: Lady and a robot. Live from New York, it's Ask the Engineer.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Ask the Engineer. you are probably just finished watching a whole hour of show and tell hosted by JP and Colin's face. Uh, they did a great job. I was uh, doing a city council meeting uh, with the New York City Council where we were talking about how to get businesses reopening safely. So uh, that's right. it's over now. I'm here now. We, we have this on.
0: Um, the entire team that's able to help out some weeks, the City council that you're on is at 6, sometimes is at 7, sometimes is at 5. And uh, that's why we have lots of different folks that can do the show and tell. So you
1: yeah, guys can deal with it. You're, yeah. You're flexible. So we got an exciting show for tonight. We even have some new products and some coming soon. Yeah. I'm so excited. we got a lot of stuff going on. Let's do this show.
0: All right. On tonight's show, we're going to talk about show and tell. People are in the world showing and sharing their stuff. Lady it will talk about who is on the show and tell and what projects they shared. Got some footage from JP's workshop, some stuff that he was working on and some stuff ahead in addition to a make code Minute. We're gonna do the CircuitPython newsletter brought to you by Catney. We'll be doing that towards the end of the show. Lots of Python on Hardware news. So if you wanna catch up on all the things that are going on in the world of Python on Hardware, be sure to tune into that. Some time travel, look around the world, makers, hackers, arson engineers, things that are going on and more. We got some main New York City factory footage and also some scenes from around New York City and more. Some 3D printing, no one Pedro printing up a storm. We'll talk about some of the projects that they are making. We have everyone's favorite segment DigiKey and Adafruit bring you I on NPI. And NPI? N-P-I. We have, yeah, N-P-I. We, have a, we have a very special one this week just to give you a preview. This one is going to all uh, be all about Molex and the Molex Custom Cable Creator. Lady Ada will talk about that and more. I will. We're going to do new products. We have some. We're going to do some top secret. We're going to answer your questions, and something to know throughout the entire show, go to adafruit.it slash discord. That's where we answer questions, and it's also where we hit a new milestone, and we'll talk about that in a bit. 20,000 humans, so thank That's you so, so much, everybody. Um, it's been moving fast, because a lot of people have been working from home, sharing a lot of things. Um, this is the 24-7 hackerspace that you can bring your grandkids to. All that and more are your grandparents. On, you guessed it. Ask an Engineer. Yeah. Okay. Um, A little bit of programming note. You are watching Ask an Engineer. It's 8 p.m. Wednesday. Every Wednesday, 7 p.m., we have a show and tell. Sometimes Lady Ada and I are on it, and sometimes JP and Scott and Colin or Noam Pedro or Kenny or someone from the team will be leading it because Lady Lady Ada was appointed, and this was like, hey, you, can you do this, yes, Um, to the Mayor's Council to help restart the New York economy. Um, and I want to spend a couple moments and talk about restarting yeah. the New York economy. So, um, we are shipping all orders. There's a yes. banner on our site. We have been shipping all orders from the start, but sometimes it took us a little while to get to some of them. Now, now we're shipping all going in,
1: And we put a bunch of stuff back in stock. We'll talk yeah. about some of those items as well. But uh, we notified a lot of people for all those back-in-stock items. And more and more is coming in, so you're going to slowly right. see as people coming back to work if we get our shipments in more of your favorite items are in stock. And if not, of course, go to digikey.com, yeah. and they might be there.
0: Um, and just to let you know, when you place an order, you're helping all of us. This is a pre-COVID-19 photo. We are not standing next to each other. Nope. Right now, we also, as a company, we all wear masks. And that is because it works. And I could tell you, um, as a person who employs 100-plus people with Lady Ada, um we are so thankful and we have so much gratitude that no one got sick over this last three months. Um, this Sunday, um, you know, it was a weekend and there was Memorial day and it gives you a lot of time to reflect and think. Um, and we uh, did a bunch of protocols and things leading up to March. And then when March, you know, 15th or so, that's when a lot of the city started to go on pause. Um, and then we were asked to be an essential business and make things like ventilator parts and face shields. And uh, it's kept us safe and still no one's sick. And we're very uh, proud and pleased about that. And we also thank all of you out there for placing orders and being patient um, because we were able to get to all of them and now we really can as we safe and smart. And gift
1: certificates, cash those in. Yeah, you
0: can use them. Um, You can also just just like, you know, support Adafruit. Um, And I also want to, uh, Stella's in the Discord chat right now. And uh, I want to give a special thanks to Stella and the entire finance team who's been able to uh, keep our uh, our gas tank with enough gas to keep going for yeah. this. Um, we still need all of y'all's orders, um, but uh, we'll get through this. And, uh, you know, the bills aren't going away, and neither are we. So thank you so much, everybody, and we do appreciate the orders. Okay, so let's uh, kick it off. Lady Ada, there was people on the show and tell.
1: There were. We had a lot of people.
0: Who's on the show and tell?
1: I'd love to tell you How that. Do they do? Okay. Kevin dropped by from Digikey, an update. First up, everybody's helping ship orders at people from, like, the, you know, business team coming in. Everyone's pitching in. Um, You know, they're doing a lot of, again, a lot of people are engineering at home or they're working on medical devices. They're shipping as fast as possible. And he showed off, he made, like, a Chevy, like, LED sign for his truck um, uh, so he can, like, light it up, make it look cool. I think it's part of his, like, volunteer like call service thing he goes on an emergency call so he wants people to know he's on a on a call um i was in the middle of my meetings so I, I didn't i was able to l- listen to a little bit of his update so check out the video melissa uh, showed off Display IO on blinka so the Display IO libraries that we and examples that we use on um CircuitPython, people have been like, I wanna run these same like PyPro projects on a Raspberry Pi. We're getting closer to that. Uh, Blinka is uh, our Linux and Raspberry Pi layer of support for CircuitPython library. So it's slowly coming together and Melissa will be, she's gonna be bouncing between a couple different projects and will continue working on Display.io. Scott gave an update on ESP32-S2 support for CircuitPython. He's got uh, digital inputs and outputs blinking away, so that's good. Um, Now he's working on I2C support, but as he did that, he kind of found some storage bugs. And so tomorrow is probably going to be more debugging and analysis. He'll do a live stream um, either Thursday or Friday, uh, likely, and uh, you can watch him do it live. Learn a lot. Liz um, demoed off her xylophone robot. It turns out she actually, uh, in school, she composed music for xylophones. So this is like a great project for her so uh, she was able to do with her uh, robotic xylophone we also have a long video we'll show later an adorable video uh starring this cool xylophone bot that we have a guide for now uh, and this is one of the only robotic xylophone guides i've ever seen i've seen a lot of people build these things but rarely do they document them and she did an excellent job documenting them and uh we worked together noah liz and i to make it as easy as possible to make so anyone can have their own xylobot brian uh has been working with so many sensors that he made an I2C sensor analyzer plug for Sele, which is a logical analyzer, which will be very handy. Colin uh, did a demo of the Adafruit um, open tracker. So this is a location tracker um, that folks at Adafruit have been using to track their location. Colin showed it off. Um, so it's, it's privacy respecting, it's personal, um, it doesn't send data anywhere. And there's also temperature logging, so you can uh, log your human temperature as well. Um, then we had some visitors from around the community. Tim showed off a cool old scientific calculator. Uh, Chris D um, showed off his rounds, which are what I call coins, but apparently a coin is something that's coined by a government, and these are rounds. They look like coins, but they're not like you can't spend them. Yeah? Yeah. I, don't know, it's like, I guess we learned something. Everything
0: can be called a coin.
1: I know. Everything
0: can be currency
1: uh Dan is working on some robots i guess it's like doctor who robots um orlando um made a breakout to make bluetooth audio projects easier using an audio module the rn52 and then to wrap it up colin made some faces they were good faces too and that was our show and tell
0: okay all participants on the show and tell we'll get a show and tell sticker um we'll get back to you this is like sticker deferral um If you've, if you've earned a sticker, we'll get to you uh, later. Um, that's how we're going to do it. So just drop us an email after we let you know what stickers are shipping. It's um, part of our live series of shows. We've been doing live shows for like 10 plus years. I know. Not so. Um, JP show is coming up. A um, few things. JP has a bunch of different shows going on now. So I know. he has a Make Code show on Tuesdays, also has uh, a Make Code um, thing on Thursdays also has JP's workshop, also has a bunch of videos going on, and then also has been helping it's out show and with show-and-tells well, well, yeah, I know. So what I want to do is Machine. start off with a couple videos. This is some stuff that JP was working on and then some stuff that you can see coming up soon. So let's uh, take it away, JP. <laughs> And don't forget, Make Code Live is like I said, Tuesday. MakeCode Live, with JP. And every single week on Thursday on JP Show, we have a MakeCode Minute. So take it away, JP.
2: For the MakeCode Minute today, I asked my daughter what should I build, and well, it was her birthday this past week, so she said, "How about something to do with birthday candles?" Uh, so what I decided to build is a little virtual. Uh, sort of cupcake or cake with candles on it made on a circuit playground express and the way it works is that you can press the a button and it lights up the candles uh, and you can see they are flickering if I put my my hands around it uh, it flickers and uh, we've got some little variation in the color there of the little candles the way it works is that you simply blow on it to blow out the candles so I'll go and you can see they blow out uh, when a noise is detected, a loud sound is detected on the Circuit Playground Express. There are quite a few things going on to make this happen. So first of all, I've got some varial, variables that I'm creating in my onStart block uh, for if the candles are lit or not. And then I have this array of each individual candle its state. And this is really useful because when we, uh, let's say click the A button to light the candles, we call a function called Light Candles and while the number of lit candles is less than 10 uh, we pick a random number from 0 to 9 and then we check is that one lit or not since we're using randomness here and i don't want the same pattern every time i check against the state of all of those uh, falses or trues in the list there if it's one that hasn't been lit yet then we go ahead and light it and this is simply running through from 0 to 255 divided by a rate which decides how many steps to take the candle from 0 to 255 or uh, vice versa on the blowout. Uh, And then that is applied to this pixel color candle to a hue. Uh, The saturation is always the same. And then my index value is whatever that number of steps is that it's going to uh, increase each time. Then we flip that variable uh, to true so that it knows that it shouldn't try to light that one again. Uh, and then we increase the number of lit candles by one so that it stops when it gets to uh, the maximum. Uh, and so we do pretty much the same thing in reverse to blow them out. And that is how you can create a little lit candle uh, and candle blowout or cupcake for your birthday inside of MakeCode using the Circuit Playground Express. And that is your MakeCode Minute.
0: Okay, all that and more on GP show coming up tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern. All right, um, we're going to do some time traveling. We're going to look around in the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers, and more. Um, Here's what's happening right now. We have a little bit of a celebration. 20,000 humans over on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. And uh, just to give you an idea of how things are moving along with Discord and uh, all of our activities over there, uh, we started the server. Uh, shout out to Scott, who said we should probably have a Discord community. Wow, And you? so July 20th, 2017, and then we applied to be a partner. And then in April um, of 2018, um, we hit 5,000, and then we celebrated a year, a little bit in, uh, end of June 2018. And then the first time we hit 10,000, the first round, was January 13th of 2019, and then you could see it quickly accelerates. Uh, March of last year, we were at 2019. And now May, um, we are up to uh, 20,000. So Wow, um, we gained
1: 1,000 in like two weeks. In
0: two weeks, yeah. Wow. And I think it's because there's a lot of uh, folks that, uh, they play video games, but they like to come together and talk about the things they're making. And that's, that's cool. And that's one of the things that... We
1: make stuff with video games, too. We
0: make stuff with video games and like a lot of the game controllers that people want to make those are popular in our channels yeah but also there's a topic for everybody there's the weekly uh circuit python community chat and you can see a whole entire uh platform evolve before your eyes every single week so i think that's why we're seeing such interest on it um i'll say you know we don't have the same advantages as every other Company and every other effort because they get influencers. Like, I'll say it's very hard for us to get any help from like YouTube. Yeah. Um, They straight up say, like, we don't want your type of content. Yeah. Why don't you do things like PewDiePie? Um, Straight up. Um, And so it's always hard when there's these big platforms and you have something that's very helpful, but they're just like, well, how do we get like celebrities and stuff like that? So I want to thank everyone for being a part of this because, you know, we have to cut through the noise and have something so valuable that. You know we have to be like 10x better to to have these type of numbers. So our 20,000 I think is worth two hundred thousand just, yeah. just, just saying. So thank you everybody. Um, next up uh, you
1: get a discord coin
0: A discord coin? Um, you know discord's been pretty cool they've uh, they've been they did re- give me a hoodie. They've been really helpful with us when we've asked uh, for things yeah. and I, I can't say for sure, but I think they moved the server discovery because of us. We said we have so many people. It, why would you force it to be like... Yeah,
1: because they were like, you have to be there every day. And we're but, like, we but don't then we want did, people every day. But
0: then we actually even hit that. Yeah. So like even when the goalpost gets moved, um, <laughs> I think we do a pretty good job. Because we're just used to it. Yep.
1: Um,
0: so, uh, open source hardware. We're an open source hardware company. That's right. Um, you can check out...
1: Um, I have so many registered boards. You have a lot of registered <laughs>
0: boards. Uh, oh, there's a lot. Words. There's a lot. Um, but one of the things that I did during the week is I sent an email to all the open source hardware companies,
1: yeah,
0: uh, mostly U.S. because uh, we're in the United States. Oh, we're friends with them. And I said, hey, um, I also think know if Canada, um, or ones that carry open source, or just like ones that are maker companies.
1: North American open hardware.
0: Yeah. And one of the things I was hoping over no. the, the last few months and you know, the last decade or so is there'd be times where all of the hardware companies would come together and say, Here's sales, here's an effort, here's a thing. Sometimes we do. Um, and in this case, uh, I saw that Evil Mad Scientists, they're reopening because they have um, the specific guidance from where they're at in California. Yeah. And they're now able to do no contact pickups. Uh, they did a blog post. So I'm going to do a shout out for Evil Mad Scientists. Uh, if you're thinking about buying something uh, that's cool, that's clever, that's interesting, that's smart, uh, that makes you feel smarter, Um, Go to the Evil Mad Scientist site, check out what they have, and then also support a maker company. Um, This is the time to support companies that you all want to see succeed and thrive. I know every single company, especially in the maker world, needs help to get through to the next month and to the next month and the next year. And we'll get there. But it only happens if uh, we take out our credit cards once in a while, and if you've got a little bit of money, um, of course, yes, please spend on Adafruit. But we're not the only place, and we don't carry everything that they carry. So go there, support them. Um, they're really nice people too, and they've been part of the open hardware movement from the very beginning. That's right. And I they think they even helped
1: draft the definition. That's right. They were there.
0: So uh, next up, we did a talk over the weekend. It was called "Pivoting in the Pandemic." It's on YouTube.com/slash. Make
1: It was for Virtual Maker Faire. That's
0: right, Virtual Maker Faire. And it was all about um, kind of our story about what happened in January, January, February, then then March. March. Um, Some background story. We get a call from the city. Can you stop everything and make stuff? People's lives are on the line.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Then later on, can you uh, pivot your business to do medical electronics? Can you pivot your business to do same day no con? Tech delivery for people working on fast-track FDA certifications for ventilators. Sure, can you can you can you do this today? Can we get 10,000 of this and 10,000 of that? Okay. And then, what do you do when we we're all trying to figure this out? How do you keep your team safe? What protocols do you have? What things are you going to do next? And how do you have a, a resilient workforce that can navigate this? So um, that was the talk. Um, Folks liked it. Uh, we put up a URL, adafruit.com forward slash open safely, and it has where we're shipping to, um, which is everywhere. For PPE, we're shipping to the Eastern, Eastern the Eastern Alliance right now. However, we're opening that up more and more. Yep. And then there's some things where if you just email COVID-19 at adafruit.com, we can do an authorization. And then we've partnered with some companies and businesses. Uh, some are national, some are regional, and they can order stuff. Uh, for their teams. Yeah. So um, we're hoping that we can, one, support the local businesses around Adafruit and then our local 10-block area and then our city, our borough, our state, our country, our world, our local uh, solar system galactic cluster. Um, but that's what the talk's about. Yeah. And so check it out, uh, youtube.com. make And there was uh, a question in there. Okay. And the question was... Um, are you is every are you ever going to go back to normal? And the answer is no. And that's not a bad thing. I think people want to believe that like let's get back to everything the way it was. There's not that that path is not going to work out for you. Yeah. There's only one way, and that's forward, and that's new ways forward. Um, for example, we expanded a lot of our um, staggered shift ability because people have childcare, people have all sorts of things. Why would we want to go back? Why would we want to eliminate that when that's working out? So well for people, and that's something that you know you kind of want to do anyways. Um, we've had a pretty good flexible schedule program with all of our teams, but now even more so, and um, really good protocols to keep people safe. Really good things like telemedicine. Um, we got our uh, healthcare report, yeah, and we saw that no one got sick of Adafruit and people are utilizing the telemedicine. Tons
1: of telemedicine, and
0: that's and that's exactly what you want. It's like you can always say like, hey, telemedicine is the thing it's really helpful. You can see your same doctor in our plan. They just do telemedicine now. Yeah, and they and a lot of people coverage. move We've to that. We've
1: got mental health coverage. We've got COVID test coverage. So yeah, it's good. So People don't have to pay out of pocket fees even. They're just, it's just free.
0: So, um, you know, one thing I also wanna um, stress is uh, wearing a mask and wearing gloves is not a political statement at all. It is a health and caring about mm-hmm. other statement. And I think, you know, we're probably all smart makers and, you know, we're all watching this and we're pe- people are engineers and they're scientists or, or they're curious. Um, I think we can all come together and just basically be like, hey, we're doing this to help each other. Yeah. And I, I know it's like... This you know, is a help each other we, time. We have, we have, you know, Facebook feeds and we have all this stuff. But I think if we just emphasize that, like, you know, everyone wants to open up. And if you can wear a mask, it's cheap and easy. And you can wear gloves and you can... Um, know that you're protecting others. Like, who cares? Um, yeah. It's easy. It's easy. It just means we all get to go back to do what we want to do faster. Um, so anyways, uh, that was that was the talk, and uh, do check it out on youtube.com. make Okay. Um, we have 2,207 guides, Lady Ada. What was on the big board this week?
1: Uh, I'm glad you asked. Okay, we started with Noah and Pedro made a simple mini fume extractor. They needed one, and they made a cute one with googly eyes. Um, it's all 3D printed. It's got this like GoPro style hinge, and it just plugs into anything with a USB port, uh, like a USB, uh, like lipstick battery charger, um, or your computer, or you know, an extension cord into another you know uh, wall adapter or something. And we'll have a video for that uh, in a bit, where we we'll talked about 3D Thursdays. Uh, Katney wrote a massive guide for the CircuitPython LED animations library, so we recently sped up Neopixel displays on um, circuit python uh, a lot by putting some of the mathematical calculations that need to happen to uh, write to new pixels into c instead of having it in pure python and so that means that we can more easily do complicated animations like uh, rainbows sparkles comets um, matrix layouts and so um, she goes through all the different animations and if you have animations you want to add um, please submit a pull request because like there's tons of animations that we didn't get to include because uh, there's infinite, but she, you know, did a really good job adding a whole bunch of them. We also had, um, from JP, uh, a creepy Lars the Sloth puppet. I don't completely understand exactly the story behind this. It has something to do with an ice cream truck and his mortal enemy. I don't know. Anyways, a scary puppet with teeth um, needed to have a voice, and so uh, JP volunteered to try the new Circuit Python capability to decode MP3s natively. So uh, we've always had the ability to play WAV files, but thanks to the MP3 patent expiring and the powerful chips that are now available for people to use, like the NRF52840 and the SAMD51, we can decode MP3 play, um, MP3 files raw natively in on the chip using, you know, like the real player open source code, which is like super cool. I mean, I remember I had like a Pentium 120 and it could like decode MP3s and... Like that's 120 megahertz, and now our chips are running also at 120 megahertz. So, you know, why not? Um, So, this is a a demo showing how to use a prop maker wing to um, play MP3s from a Feather M4 into your creepy puppet. Uh, And he's going to be doing some more MP3 prop projects, um, especially with background sounds and foreground sounds to show how you can do that with MP3s. And then finally, Liz and Noe finished their massive project, um, the BLE MIDI robot xylophone. Uh, using um, itsy bitsy and only like four wires because everything is controlled over I squared C. There's port expanders, and um, uh, solenoid drivers, and then like you know I don't know 25 solenoids uh, to make a fully robotic block and spiel. Yeah, and we have a little video we can. We play. do. We have a clip. Take it away, Liz.
3: I keep it to one song and one song only not what I meant all right let's queue it up
0: Okay. Okay. so um, find out
1: the thrilling conclusion by watching the full video yeah
0: and um, we'll also be showing the video that goes along with this during our 3d printing section but I wanted to give you a little bit of a preview of what's ahead so we have two thousand two hundred and seven guides
1: So many. That's
0: right. We're going to get to 2500 We will. We soon will. We will will get a cake. Um, Yeah, we can order a cake. I get a cupcake. All right. So uh, stay tuned to learn.adafruit.com. That's where all these guides are. Okay. We're going to do some in New York City uh, news, factory footage, and more. Um, Yesterday, we went down to Wall Street because it was the first day that they're ringing the bell and more and, um, you know, this used to be our neighborhood. Adafruit started uh, just a couple blocks from Wall Street um, in a condemned kind of crummy uh, area because um, it was ground zero and the Trade Center wasn't rebuilt and built yet. And, um, you know, we go, we visit there, we took a walk and we saw it and it is thriving and it's starting to come back to life. Um, It's getting deep cleaned every night. Um, Yeah, those guys
1: were spraying down everything. Yeah, I
0: have a similar suit, and I spray down uh, parts of Adafruit uh, each night as well. Um, People have been sending this in. There was a really cool um, squirrel obstacle course, and it used some feather stuff. So here's a screenshot from that. Um, Here's some connectors and more. Uh, This is some of the photos that Dana, who helps lead up our... Manufacturing and more at Adafruit. Uh, here's an air quality sensor. Dana's working on right now. And here's some of the testing we do. You can see this is what it looks like when we test some of our electronics.
1: Ooh, fun!
0: Yeah, this is um, this is them slowing down so you can see because they actually move even faster. These
1: are our Stemma relay boards. People really like these.
0: Yeah. And we got some things that we've been working on. We got the OLED bonnet.
1: Yeah, it's finally coming out. So we are getting back to manufacturing some of the things that we had put on the schedule in mid-March. And now uh, it's happening. So we got, you know, our first fab new yeah. product with uh, everyone wearing masks, gloves, being safe. Yeah
0: got lots of different pieces and parts here and you can it's see
1: connection this is actually as i was queuing and i was i was asking for photos it's in the qa photos on the left is my uh hand built sample uh, and then on the right is the final design and this is the tester
0: yeah and then we got the stencil and then stencil. we have a bunch of other things that have just come out of the machine and then you can see this is how they know some it, works. Of it working and then
1: the oven I guess the
0: oven. That no. is it's a stencil? the...
1: stencil?
0: I believe it's the pick-and-place machine, and they're about to come out at the top there. Yeah. You have to see them zip by, You
1: yeah. can see a little board slowly. Yeah.
0: And it wouldn't be main New York City factory footage without some time-lapse. So outside our window, um, Disney's building across the street. They're using some of that Baby Yoda money to build a building across the street from... Adafruit so here they are they're they're getting pretty far there's a lot of activity in the area and um, it's neat to kind of watch these at high speed because they're kind of like little insects they're like meep 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 and then at night they're drilling giant holes into the ground and uh, I'm on a later shift at the Adafruit factory so I'm usually yeah we see these gigantic
1: they're like core drilling into the into the bedrock
0: yeah All right, 3D printing time. No Pedro have 3D printing shows going on every single week. Longest running 3D printed show in the history on planet Earth, um, even multiple Earth, Earth one, Earth two, Earth three, oh, wow. two. Yeah, yeah, they're they're popular across the multiverse. Um, so we're gonna do two videos. We're gonna do the fume extractor video that we talked about, and then they made the really cool case that they showed on the show and tell
1: okay.
4: for all the games. So we okay, you do it back to back. back I'm ready for the next
1: thing. See
0: you on the
4: other side. Hey what's up folks, in this week's project we're building a mini fume extractor. This uses a 5 volt DC fan that we wired up to a USB connector. You can power it from a USB battery or plug it into any 5 volt USB hub. It's small and doesn't take up too much space so you can move it around when you need to. We added googly eyes just for fun, but it actually looks more cute this way. The 3D printed enclosure snap fits, so you can easily swap out the carbon filter when it gets dirty. This absorbs solder smoke and will help keep the air clean. I designed it with a GoPro style hinge, so you can adjust the angle of the fan. It's compatible with GoPro adapters, so it can be set up on a tripod or even a magic arm. The CAD files are free to download, and they can be 3D printed without any support material. To power the fan, just plug it into any 5V USB battery. These are great because they're rechargeable, inexpensive, and can power all sorts of devices. Be sure to check out the Learn Guide for a full step-by-step tutorial on building this project. We think these projects are great to do, especially if you're just getting started, so I hope this makes soldering more enjoyable and inspires you to have some fun with your projects. Thank you so much for watching and don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit.
0: forget, Wednesday's 3D printing with Noah and Pedro. Okay, um, it is time. Are you ready?
1: It's that time.
0: Okay. DigiKey and Adafruit bring it you... Isn't. All right, this has become one of our more popular segments in the show. Yeah. We have this as a standalone video that we have every Thursday as well. Um, The latest, the greatest, all the new products that you want. DigiKey has them. Lady Ada picks the cool ones, the things that she wants to share, and then we call it I on MPI. This week, Molex.
1: Molex is this week. Well, we spent a lot of time the last few weeks looking at wireless chips and sensors and microcontrollers and all sorts of, like, kind of complicated advanced stuff. And I saw this pop up on the DigiKey, like, slash new uh npi release website they were announcing um this new partnership with molex and i was like oh yeah you know a lot of people don't think about the cables cables are you know an extremely important part of every electronic design but um you know a bad cable will like totally mess everything up and it's really common oftentimes cables come loose or a cable um, you know a wire comes out of the connector or uh, it's not tinned correctly and so maybe like it gets rusty and then your entire product doesn't work and it's pretty sad because everything else may be beautifully designed but if you don't spend time to get good connectors and good cables nothing works Um, another thing that's frustrating about uh, if people pick bad connectors and cables is that sometimes you don't find out till weeks months or even years after the product has been released so you end up having to do recalls and repairs or you know you have uh, people have a you get a bad reputation for your product failing after a few months or years which is no good so i like molex connectors they're solid they're dependable they've been doing this for a really long time and uh another thing is you know well let's say you design your product has multiple boards or maybe it has some buttons and a button board you want to have a connector on each end and then a cable that connects them And, uh, you know, we take cables for granted as engineers. We don't realize that they're actually really difficult to make correctly, and um, they can be fairly complicated. Wiring harnesses are not simple things. And so um, if you're designing a product and you want to get some custom cables made, um, historically, you would either have to go to, like, a factory that was, you know, that would do cable design, and you would go and talk to them, and it would take a really long time to get samples made, or you would DIY them which always ends up being a lot more complicated and time-consuming than you think. Or now you can use the Molex and DigiKey custom cable creator. That's like right. The CCC, as I like
3: to call it.
0: That's right. And, uh, you know, we'll show uh, a video and some other things, but it's digiKey.com slash n slash product dash highlight slash m slash molex slash custom dash cable dash creator. However, you could just type digikey Custom cable creator and it'll just, it'll in any search there. engine, and it'll just go there. Okay. Um, but let's start this. Let's adventure. go on a
1: journey. Okay. So I All was right. like, of course, I'm gonna have to create a custom cable. Okay. So you click on the button to get started. All okay. Right. Then what? So there's gonna be three parts. Uh, well, there's a little bit more afterwards, but side A, which is one end connector, and then the cable length and, and specifications, and then side B, which is where our faces are at right now, but you would pick the other connector. Remember, it doesn't have to be the same connector. Sometimes you have harnesses that go from you know one type to another type, and that's actually the kind of cable we'll be making. Um, so let's click on side A. So when we click on that little gear logo, it'll pop this up. And uh, you can see that there's a couple dozen different options. Um, from you know the Pico blade, the MicroFit, minifit milligrid, Pico class NanoFit, ultrafit, KK254, Duraclick, click megafit, clickmate, etc, etc. Um, so the question is what am I trying to connect to? So I decided okay let's pick this uh, sensor that I've got in the store. It's a, um, a QR uh, sorry it's a barcode scanner. and you can see there it's got this kind of like, USB cable thing that connects to like a, a white cable connector uh, with four wires going into it. Uh, and this is designed, you can just plug it right into your USB motherboard. But let's say I want to have a custom cable, um, because this is going to be embedded into a microcontroller, and I want to have those cables, um, I want this sensor to be at the end of my, you know, mechanical connection, or it's hanging out somewhere. And then a cable come ba- comes back and then plugs into my main board which is going to have um, a .1 inch uh, standard header. So first off, let's connect to the sensor itself. So, you know, it turns out that this is a, a Pico blade, 1.2, uh, 1.25 millimeter pitch, uh, 11 pin connector. So let's select that. Uh, great, so you select uh, 11 circuits and the tin plating is fine for me. Um, receptacle, there's also the other way around. So you can have like, you know, sometimes uh, cables can have the opposite um connection type so the photo that you see is actually the thing that you're going to get so that's what i really like about this as i was picking this out it would show me a photo of exactly the connector which is really handy because especially since like receptacle or plug it's like it's it's counterintuitive sometimes depending on how you think of it um so it's one row Pico Blade five millimeter pitch great okay. so save this and go into the next step Next step, um, we have to pick uh, the assembly wires. And so, uh, I just picked 150 millimeters, which is about six inches. I don't care too much about the, the cable um, covering. You know, there's different UL certifications. I sort of just picked the first one. Um, when you have to pick the wire gauge, there's only a couple options. In this case, it was like 28 or 26 because the crimp connectors can only take 26 or 28. Uh, wire gauge. So, depending on your connector, you're going to have different wire gauges you can select. I just picked 28 because it's not high current carrying. Let's make it easy. Okay. So, next up, um, we have to pick the other side. Um, so, um, there's actually one, one thing I thought was interesting here is not every option is available. So, um, you can, of course, of course, pick the same Pico blade on the other side, but you'll see like DuraClick. The two millimeter pitch that you can't make to it because the wire gauge is too thin. That's helpful. To crimp. So they tell you what's not possible. Yeah. They're like, you cannot connect, you can't make something that has these on the both ends. You'll have to have something in the middle or you have to come up with some yeah. other solution.
0: That's cool. Okay. Great.
1: But uh, so let's look at the device. So I only, you know, and this is a close up of that um, barcode scanner. So you see that there's this 11 pin connector, but I'm actually only connecting to the first four pins the first four wires black red green white for usb it's because the rest of them are used for like uart or something i don't want to connect to them i only need those four wires um okay so next let's select um a 2.54 millimeter pitch connector this is the kk series uh, i want to have a, a 0.1 inch connector on the other side and this one is compatible with the wire gauge it only needs four circuits because again i only need those four usb pins um, single row and then again, receptacle have headers in board and tin plating is fine. Okay. okay, so next up, pin out. pin out. So, because we have two connectors and they're not equivalent, I kind of have to tell them which wires to plug into the first side to get into the second side, right? And so um, this is where we start making out the specification um, in this case uh, the default actually turns out to be like perfectly fine for me um, it's the first four pins if it was the middle pins I'd have to you know click on the like update thing and then tell it like move over uh, and then um, the next step I can select the pink uh, wire colors okay. so on uh, this step
0: how's all uh, that too
1: yeah i tell it you know okay these are the wire colors so black for ground red for power and then green and white for data plus and data minus minus. Uh, and i like how it shows you where the latch is so you know what the polarity is but then you'll see we also get a rendering um and uh, you can edit the connection so this is where you can start rearranging the pins if needed again uh, it turns out that direct one-to-one is perfectly fine okay okay cool so next uh the, like extra fancy options now uh, woven braids pretty cool, it's taping, you can get wire ties, labeling. I actually don't need any of that, it's just cable, but uh, this is available, of course you'll pay more for it, it's becoming more advanced uh, assembly, um, okay. so I'm not going to check these off and go next. Alright. Okay, then I filled this out, um, so the way it works is that I think Molex actually does the manufacturing, but then Digikey does the sales and, you know, ships it to me. Um, and uh, you can request a sample, though I will—I I did get an email saying that because of COVID-19, um, the facility is uh, very delayed, and so it, you know, you're not going to get a sample um, nearly as quickly as usual. It might take a couple weeks. Um, okay, so I filled this out. Click Submit. Um, you tell it, um, you know, approximate uh, annual usage. So they can give you a, a quote for that amount, and you submit it, and that's it. You're okay. done. Okay, great. Hooray! So then a day later, um, actually, sorry, uh, let, we'll, we'll get to the day later. So the next thing I want to show is, yes, you can get custom cables, but don't forget you can also get pre-made cables. Um, so mm. if you have a pretty standard, uh, you know, same end-to-end cables and, you know, you don't mind the wire colors being all the same, uh, you can go to the off-the-shelf cable assemblies uh, that are available at Molex, and these are all available at DigiKey as well. So, for example, um, if you go to DigiKey and you just go to cable assemblies, you'll see they have 2,000 different cable assemblies, and some of these are USB cables. Um, sorry, they have more than 2,000. So they have 300,000 total cable assemblies. Um, some of these are like, you know, D-sub cables, D-sub cables, but I also found um, that they had, you know, some Pico-Blade to Pico-Blade connectors. So, it could be that um, for some low pin count I think it's like you know six pins or less you can get straight through cables or of various lengths for different connectors so if you have the same connector on both ends of course you're going to have an easier time getting a pre-assembled cable and of course those are going to be cheaper and off the shelf so you can get them immediately
0: yeah
1: another option um if you're like me and maybe you're impatient you don't want to wait for somebody to assemble a cable but you hate crimping cables because it's so easy to accidentally nick the cable or it's just it's just it's just hard like you can do an okay job crimping but to do a really good job you really need a machine or be an expert you can get uh pre-crimped leads so um, um these wires uh will fit you know the molex connectors they have the the socket or pin ends on them and then you just get the housings and you plug them in so that's a, a much easier way and that can be very fast because the time consuming part of of cutting stripping you know tinning, crimping that's taken care of um, and these are very inexpensive as well, and they're available in multiple colors. Okay, so you know, while I was looking at this, a day later, I got an email, and they give you uh, a rendering of the cable. That's cool. Uh, so it's, it's cropped in a bit, but it's, um, the, you get a rendering of the whole cable. And it's a step file, so you can you know, rotate it around and, and verify that the latch is on the side you want and the cable colors are what you want, so you can even see the black, red, green, and white cables and the, the latches and the different connectors and um, they'll also give you a data sheet, which is like automatically generated, which is kind of cool. So they show you this is your spec sheet for the cable, which I actually think is pretty handy because, like, even if you end up not having Molex assemble your cable, but you're making a Molex cable, um, the fact that you can kind of get this just will, can save you a lot of time if you don't want to have to go through and like make or draw your own data sheet. So I thought this was pretty handy, um, especially if it's automated. Okay. Right.
0: Um, and so that's where you do it. We do have right. a video that we're gonna play and this is one minute of Molex. This is your Molex Minute. The Molex Minute. Yeah, um, that kind of goes over some of this stuff too. It's a good yes. video so we want to play it. Take away Molex.
2: With a Molex custom cable creator, you can start designing your own cables with Molex today. The Molex cable creator develops a custom cable solution including cables, connectors, and accessories all in one place. Choose from many different product connector families, circuit sizes, wire gauges, UL styles, cable lengths, and more. Our proprietary pinout configurator allows you to select wire colors and individual circuits for your unique applications. In addition to your free drawing and 3D model, you can request a quote and mechanical sample. The Molex Custom Cable Creator. Available at molex.com.
1: Right. Awesome. So I think, especially if you're an industry and you're like, I need a couple hundred cables, I need them really well made, uh, I don't want to wait uh, You know, to, to get a quote from overseas or some other factory. Uh, you know you're going to get molex quality, uh, and DigiKey will sell them to you, and uh, that's right. sweet. So uh, check it out, and uh, just for fun, you know, maybe just try it out. You know, no obligation to purchase. Uh, design up a cable. Uh, especially like getting the three D model was super cool.
0: Thanks for making that connection, Lady Ada, and that is
2: hi on MPI.
0: Okay, dookie. Okay.
1: Um, roll right in. Yeah,
0: let's go uh, right into. New, 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 new,
1: new, 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 new,
0: new, 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 new. Okay. I uh, need a
1: xylophone to play this. Song. Yeah,
0: we have um, some new products, and I also just want to remind everyone, we are shipping. You place an order, we ship it. We're operating SM- smart. We're operating safe. We have staggered shifts. We're uh, at reduced uh, capacity. Uh, as far as the number of people on site at any time. So I want to let you know, even when you place an order, even if it ships fast, it's because we're operating safe. And that's what we've been able to do, and that's what we're going to continue to do, and that's what we're always going to do. So we thank you for your orders. And uh, even Adabot got in on this with the mask here. So thank you, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> your support. Stay Okay, safe. Um, first up, we have a product that a lot of people signed up for. You're waiting for it, it's now in stock.
1: Yay, we finally put in a bunch of the Feather Senses if you wanted these. You can get as many as you want now, uh, if they're still in stock, which they should be. Uh, I, it's a hint, we still have the green photos, but they actually come in Adafruit Black now. So yeah. we will update these photos shortly. Thank you for your patience. Same exact hardware, just more fashionable.
0: Okay. Uh, next up.
1: So you have green PCBs. Uh, here's a Feather wing um, that we planned to release a few months ago, and we're finally getting to it now. This is the Feather 9DOF um, IMU wing from ST, using ST sensors. It's got the LSM-60 socks and the list 3 MDL. So the LSM-60 socks is a 6-degree-of-freedom accelerometer from gy- plus gyroscope. And then the List3MDL is a very common magnetometer that they use, and together, this gives you nine DOFs. And so you can use this. Uh, We have a guide on how to use um, Mahoney or other AHRS uh, fusion libraries, and there's even a library now in CircuitPython, to get orientation data out. So uh, check out our guide on it. What I like about the LSM-6DSOX is it's extremely low noise, low drift gyro. Um, so it's extremely high quality and the price is really good. It's very small, it's thin. Um, the sensor is, you know, you're getting like close to industrial quality gyroscope performance, which is what is really key in um, doing orientation sensing. It's the gyroscope that's gonna dictate a lot of like how much drift and jitter you're gonna see because the gyroscope is the toughest thing to, um, to sense well, sense uh, consistently. Um, and so this is a really nice pairing. Uh, we also have a little Stemma breakout if you don't want the whole wing. But what's nice about this is it only uses I2C, so it works with every single feather from the esp 8266 up to the STM32F405. And we put a Stemma connector on the end, so if you want to add more sensors, like let's say you want to make a 10 DOF sensor with um, altitude, uh, toss on a LPS25. It's an ST uh, barometer pressure slash altimeter sensor and now your drone is ready to fly.
0: Okay, while we're uh, doing this, we can uh, insert a question uh why are there multiple headers in this design?
1: Um, when I have space, I like to break out all the header pins so that when you solder this onto a header, you still have like every pin duplicated. Okay, cool. I don't always have space, but when I do, this is what it looks like. You can see each one is just cross-connected.
0: Cool. All right. And then the start of the show tonight, besides all you awesome folks in the community, the eight of cool team members, and, and more is...
1: Yay! It's the OLED bonnet, also uh, designed by Brian a few months ago, and we've been trying to get this into the store, uh, but we will not be stopped. Uh, finally, we have um, this design ready to go. So this is a bonnet. It sits on top of your Raspberry Pi, or you can see a Pi Zero will work as well. And here's the bottom. So the bottom, you can see there's that 2x20 connector. So this means it plugs into any Raspberry Pi, or actually, it, it'll probably even go... Yeah,
0: does it? Uh,
1: no, the one you were just... Yeah. It'll, it'll plug into any Raspberry Pi or even like some other Linux board that has a 2x20 connector. Um, And we also put a stem connector on the bottom so you can plug in other sensors. And um, you can, uh, it uses the SSD 1305, which is a fairly common OLED. Uh, We have CircuitPython slash Python libraries for it. Um, But there's also like the Luma library if people want to use non Adafruit libraries. Okay, so.
0: Okay, do you want to do a demo here? Yeah, let's
1: show off the demo. Okay. Because I have a demo. Yeah. So, let me tell it. Focus. Yeah. Okay. So um, this it's so it's one hundred and twenty-eight. Oh, this is a very compact cable. Uh, it's a. Um,
0: yeah, can move this this way.
1: Yeah. There you
0: go.
1: There you go. It's one hundred twenty-eight by thirty-two pixels, but they're really chunky pixels, right? So it's the same as our Pi OLED, which is a tiny like one inch diagonal this is like two and a quarter inch diagonal um but it's really bright because each pixel is like a gigantic oled um, in this case i plugged into the stem connector uh mpu 6050 and i'm just having the accelerometer and gyroscope and uh, temperature data come out so you can see that and this code is all written in python it's one of the examples for this library um, and then uh, this is kind of what it looks like on the bottom. This is the prototype um, you can see it's got this very long connector and it kind of goes around and under, uh, but it tucks in nicely um, and this is taped solidly on so you don't have to worry about this little puffy part. If it gets squished, it's okay. So this nice big OLED, um, I like you, it because you can see it from very far away. It's like an extremely bright display um, and what's nice is that we already have so many example codes for like uh pie hole or um, showing your pie statistics or... You know, showing sensor data. You can, of course, do graphics as well. It doesn't have to do text, but you know, text, of course, is easily readable. Um, and you can display animations on it. And you can do about 30 frames per second of animations. So that's the star of the show.
0: Okay. And what's that, OLED. is new products.
1: Yay! New, 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 All right.
0: We're going to move on to Top Secret really fast. Okay. Uh, Lady Ada, what is Top Secret this week?
1: I've got two Top Secrets to show off
0: let me show them on the overhead hold on so. you ready yeah all right what you got
1: okay so i've got uh more stem are coming your way this is the hc20 also started before the break but uh i'm back on my business and so we've got uh this cute temperature and humidity sensor uh, this will probably actually be Uh, in the shop in the next couple days because we actually got all the parts in uh, just yesterday. And then I also have, uh, this is kind of fun. People have liked these air quality sensors. They have a little fan in them um, and then a laser um, to count the particles, like the um, PM 2.5 particles. And um, the only thing that was annoying about them is they were all UART connected. And so uh, they were a little difficult to use with uh, Linux Computers or even a microcontroller, you had a microcontroller that didn't have a software or a hardware UART available, um, you wouldn't be able to easily use those uh, sensors. But this one is I squared C capable, um, so I made a little uh, breakout for it. It actually um, plugs in. It's got a little plug here, so you just plug it right in. It can only plug in one way. And then. Um, Stem connector and then all the the power regulation stuff it needs. It's cool. Yeah, so I think this will be fun because uh, you know again you need to plug this into um, that bonnet and then have it display the air quality sensor data and then you know you just cable you get a long cable and you put this um, anywhere you like to measure the air quality. So yeah. this is from Plan Tower. People really I remember somebody emailed us and said you should get one of these like Plan Tower air quality sensors. They're good and uh, they are they're good. Thanks. Right. Right. So that's My, it's not out yet. Okay. Don't
0: ask. That's top secret. Okay, cool. And, uh, y'all already know the the dealio, but, uh, just to remind you, don't forget, go over to adafruit.it slash Discord, join all 20,000 of us, and we're going to answer some questions. and We're going to get out of here a couple minutes early tonight. Well, right on time. Well, right on
1: time. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, um, the question that you had answered before was, uh, uh, why have headers, uh, second set of headers, and you said it's because... It's free. It's free, and, yeah, empty space is free. Um, but that is, uh, when you have space, you like to do that. Yes. Okay. Um, and then someone wanted to know if they could uh, use that thing to navigate a submarine. I guess that was one of the previous um, problems.
1: The IMU, yeah. I mean, the only thing is, is that it uses um, the magnetometer, and so if you have, you know, motors... Uh, you just want to keep it far away from it you want to have it protected but yeah I mean it'll work underwater it'll work anywhere um, that you want it'll, it'll yeah. do orientation and uses the magnet to sense where um, the planetary north is so it can give you absolute orientation yep
0: uh, compliment uh, people are really digging the move to Stemma QT super easy and compact way to connect boards yeah we think so too yeah. um, we also have github.com forward slash Adafruit forward slash awesome dash Stemma um that is our big overview we also have the awesome list for feather and the awesome list for circuit python. Uh question about AdaBox this one's easy cuz uh, more good news ahead. Um are you going to be able to put out all the rest of the AdaBox this year? Yes. Um are you going to still uh put out the other three AdaBox out for this year? Yes, that question was asked uh the same in the same paragraph. Uh yes and yes. Um so good news uh, we're getting closer to being able to ship AdaBox uh, fifteen. That's the one we're doing right mm-hmm. now. The only problem is if I say it'll be shipping this date, yeah. and and global pandemic rears its head again, um, people then, then pe- somebody will
1: show up on the show. people will be
0: more upset about AdaBox than come on the show and they
1: will ask than, every week
0: why we didn't you death count. Sorry, where's, this is like the way some people are. So where's
1: my AdaBox? Yeah. So sorry.
0: Sorry. Yes, it'll come out. Yes, we're really close. But I don't want to give you a date because that'll be a new thing to be fixated on. It'll be shipped safe and smart. Yeah. And very soon. But I'm not going to give you a date because if I give you a date and it slipped by a second or an hour, or even if we hit the right date, yeah. um, some guy else will still be mad. That's so right. that's why um, Yes it's coming soon. Thanks for sticking around. Um, if folks want to drop, go ahead. But it is full and there's a waiting list to get back yeah. on it. I totally get it if you want to, if you want to drop. Um, but it'll be out soon.
1: You can cancel anytime.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, next up. Uh, maybe an A to Box could be a CircuitPython-controlled robot. Well, we have could Cricket. We? Cricket we've done. We did that. As a CircuitPython uh, robot. That's and right. we have lots of other ideas and more, so uh, stay tuned. That's uh, right. We'll be able to get them all out and then some. Uh, okay. Um, thank you, Bruce. Yep, we'll get them out there safe. Uh... We are accomplices, yes. Uh, that is probably true. We're usually around each other. We uh, make um, coins. OK. Uh, yeah, there was a credit card. Uh, people are talking about stuff in the YouTube chat. Yeah, there was a credit card scraper uh, project. There's a bunch of those um, that have been around. Check it out. SparkFun had one, I think, for the gas station stuff. Um, I think that is going to be it for okay. the questions. This week.
1: Yeah, we're right on time. So,
0: right on time. All right, everybody. That's our show for tonight. night. Uh, I want to thank Takara, uh, who's in the chat behind thank the you, scenes. Takara. Thank you so much, Takara. Um, we will um, see everybody next week. Special thanks to all the remote team members, all the different employees on site, and more. Uh, thanks for staying safe and smart. We couldn't be doing this without you. Um, and uh, we appreciate all the orders because that is what sustained us. Uh, We went on life support for a bit. We're okay. Yeah. Uh, We hope to continue to be okay, but we can only do that if y'all get the word out about buying some stuff on Adafruit and more. Um, Big thanks to our community. uh, And also, uh, this week we got busy. We had stuff that we had to take care of, but um, the weekly CircuitPython chat, everyone thanks for uh, continuing to do that every week uh, when Lady and I got diverted on some urgent matters. So thanks to everyone who's doing that. And... We'll be back next week. Um, it'll be one of us, all of us, doing show-and-tell, um, depending on when this one has to help save the city. Well, it's the
1: same time again, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll yeah. see how
0: that works out. And then um, we'll do Ask an Engineer at 8 p.m., and uh, we'll continue to give everybody updates. Um, you can check out our photo log every night. We're um, close to every night. It's on the Adafruit blog. We take photos of what's going on in the Adafruit factory, and we also take photos of what's going on in New York so you could see some on-the-ground stuff. And we think everybody. Thank you, everybody. So much. Thank you, thank you,
1: thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. you. See you next week.
0: Yeah. um, We're going to play the circuit playground newsletter, and then then we'll say goodbye. Well, no, we're already done. And then the show will be out. Okay. Take a seat.
3: Take it away, Katni.
0: All right. Here's our circuit Python newsletter. And we'll see everybody next
2: week.
3: Bye. It's that time again. This is Katni with your weekly Python on Hardware News. Every week, we put together the Python for Microcontrollers newsletter. It is available through adafruitdaily.com. Head over to sign up and see all of the past and current newsletters. Or tune in each week to hear what's going on. Adafruit is continuing to operate as an essential business under New York City Executive Order to provide assistance with the COVID-19 outbreak. Most employees are working remotely, while a few are working in the Adafruit factory to help manufacture and ship desperately needed PPE to the surrounding area and beyond. This week, Phil and Lamore presented Pivoting in the Pandemic, about retooling the facility and processes to provide large quantities of and a wide array of PPE and electronics for medical devices in New York City. Check it out as part of Virtually Maker Faire. Adafruit is now shipping all orders, though COVID-19-related needs are still being prioritized. If you have been waiting to order, read Adafruit's announcement at adafruit.com slash open safely, and head over to adafruit.com to place your order. Note, there may be a number of -of out-of-stock items as manufacturing has been disrupted. We suggest if an item is out of stock and needed, consider searching one of the many Adafruit resellers. In the U.S., DigiKey is suggested. Hackspace Magazine issue 31 is out and full of DIY, smart home, and Internet of Things goodness, including a few things related to Python on hardware. Meet the Maker highlights Liz Clark, maker, musician, author, sharer, and accomplished CircuitPythonista. Check out Liz's BLE synthesizer project, learn more about drawing graphs with CircuitPython, and take a look at the Pimeroni EnviroPlus Featherwing and its accompanying CircuitPython library. All of this is available now at hsmag.cc. Virtually Maker Faire was held on May 23rd, sponsored by Make. This online gathering primarily featured makers responding to COVID-19. 24 hours of presentations, workshops, demos, and exhibits were held across all time zones. Adafruit had a strong presence, including Phil and Lemore's pivoting in the pandemic, hand wash timers using Make Code and CircuitPython with John Park, electronics and 3D printing for COVID-19 with Noah and Pedro, and DIY electronics for costumes and art projects by Aaron St. Blaine. Details and the full list of content is available at makezine.com. At Microsoft Build last week, there was a discussion on using the Microsoft supercomputer to train OpenAI on thousands of open source GitHub repositories. The dataset is used to help programmers generate Python code. Check it out on Periscope and YouTube. Nox is an open-source command-line tool that automates testing in multiple Python environments, similar to Tox. Unlike Tox, Nox uses a standard Python file for configuration. For each session, Nox will automatically create a virtual env with the appropriate interpreter, install the specified dependencies, and run the commands in order. Find out more information by visiting nox.thea.codes. Mark has contributed a CircuitPython library to perform altitude and heading reference system calculations. AHRS takes an accelerometer, gyroscope, and magnetometer and combines the data to create orientation data. While previous implementations have been in Arduino, this one is written in CircuitPython for fast microcontrollers. Check it out in the CircuitPython Community Bundle. Translating CircuitPython is now easier than ever. CircuitPython contains control and error messages which can be translated. Translations make the project more accessible to a broader range of folks. Adding or improving the translations is a great way to get started contributing to the project. With the help of fellow open-source project WebLate, we're making it even easier. This week, we had contributions to German and Dutch and the beginnings of Czech. If you write another language, visit hosted.weblate.org engage slash circuitpython, sign in, and start translating. You can create a new account just for WebLate, or sign in using other sites like GitHub, Google, or Facebook. MakerDiary posts to GitHub a hand-wired USB and Bluetooth keyboard powered by CircuitPython. SP Kuehl wrote ChessClock, a CircuitPython library for creating and controlling a chess clock using the Adafruit Feather M0 Express and two seven-segment displays. Code is available on GitHub. Use BLE to communicate between a microbit running MakeCode and an Adafruit Clue running CircuitPython using the underscore BLEIO library. Check out plus plus int on Twitter for details. Todd posts to Twitter the simplest of Eurorack modules. Only eight components, including connectors, but gives you capsets touch control of a CV and gate, albeit at 3.3 volts. All controlled by an Adafruit Trinket M0 and CircuitPython. Find Toddbot on Twitter for more information. Mike posts an update to the multifunction Pi Portal information display, which provides calendar, weather, stock info, shower thoughts, and more. Hobby underscore robotics on Twitter has details. The first Snackboard PCBs have made their way to the creator. In a project update, Keith lays out the last few steps needed before shipping the LEGO-ready CircuitPython-compatible controllers to backers. Visit CrowdSupply for more information. Cedar Grove Studios posts the Musique Concrete Cuckoo Clock, powered by CircuitPython, at the test stage. It features an Adafruit Pi badge connected to an Adafruit Cricket for Feather board, Check it out on YouTube and Twitter. Deshipu posts to Twitter the prototype FluffM0 board up and running. m 0 is a minimal feather form factor board with a SAMD21 chip running CircuitPython. Fixed wrote up a post about a MicroPython developer workflow in VS Code. Check it out on Fixed.co. New on Tindy comes the FIDI board. It is billed as a small development board running Adafruit's Python, featuring six terminal block connectors and a quick connector, designed for fast prototyping. It runs on the Atmel Samd 21 microcontroller. FIDI is also stated by the developer to be a derivative of Arturo 182's Serpente board, although not affiliated. Check it out on Tindy. The highly anticipated pairing of the giant board, Linux in a feather form factor which runs Python and CircuitPython, and the keyboard Featherwing from Arturo182 may be very close to being possible. Visit TeamonSKU on Twitter for all the details. Check out the Mark Educational Robot Kit with MicroPython from RobotGizmos.com on Kickstarter. Electric Josh posts to DesignSpark upcycling an old project into a greenhouse irrigation system using MicroPython and Pycom. Zen Kong uses a Raspberry Pi to build a more belligerent Bender smart voice assistant. Check it out on Hackster.io. Mark posts a guide to concurrency in Python with asyncio on Integralist.co.uk. Wolf explains null in Python: understanding Python's non-type object on Real Python. Check it out at RealPython.com/null-in-python. Christopher Bailey interviews Kyle Stratus about Python job hunting in a pandemic on the RealPython podcast. Find it at realpython.com podcasts. The number of CircuitPython-supported microcontrollers and single-board computers grows every week. This week, there was one new board added, the Allorium Tech Evo M51. Are you interested in adding a new board to CircuitPython? Check out the Adafruit Learn system for a series of guides about getting your board added to CircuitPython and CircuitPython.org. There were five new Python on hardware-related guides in the Adafruit Learn system this week, including Build a gentle yoga pose timer that chimes a soothing tone when it's time to move on to your next pose, in this guide from John Park. And Zune may be gone, but now there's JetPlayer for your dance party with this standalone MP3 player written in CircuitPython, in this guide from Jeff Epler. The current number of CircuitPython libraries is 230. There are no new libraries this week, but there are a number of updated libraries. As always, visit circuitpython.org slash libraries to download the latest bundle. Included in this week's updates from the CircuitPython team, Dan started to work on using the Bleak Python library to implement BLEIO on host computers, analogous to how Blinka emulates native CircuitPython on host computers. Bleak uses Python asyncIO, which complicates how it can be called from regular synchronous CircuitPython code. He's studying up on asyncIO and a number of helper libraries. Jeff finished up working on MP3 playback in CircuitPython. It was a long time coming, but the guide was finally published for the Pygamer MP3 player, affectionately known as Jeplayer. Circuit CircuitPython has been able to play MP3 since the release of version 5, but somehow we never released a guide for it. I've been working with LED animations using the CircuitPython LED Animation Library. The library is designed to make displaying LED animations super simple, from blinking, to sparkles, to comets, and more. Between pixel mapping and animation groups, working with large numbers of pixels in a matrix or other shape is a breeze. Initial testing showed that the way the library was written made it of limited use on the SAMD21M0 boards, which includes the ubiquitous Circuit Playground Express. So over the weekend, we worked on a complete refactor of the library to split every animation into its own module, making it significantly more modular. The changes were successful. It's at least possible to run all but one of the animations individually on the CPX. Further testing is necessary to determine all of the limitations, but it is much better than it was. As well, we now have a solid API and all additions moving forward will follow it. There's a guide in the works that should be published soon. Over the weekend, Lucien took some time to work on a personal project, support for a type of motor called the Dynamixel. He's been a big fan of these motors ever since he used them back in college. They're easy to manage for more complicated robotics projects and have a lot of built-in checks to keep them from breaking under stress. He's put together a CircuitPython library for using the motor, a bit unpolished at the moment, which he's hoping to submit to the community bundle next week. To test it out, he tried it out on a simple robot he's calling Hermie, for hermit crab. It's not too sophisticated yet, but we'll see where it goes. This week, Melissa finished up a couple of small projects, including adding an uninstall option for the script that installs Pi TFT drivers on the Raspberry Pi. Some of the guides warn the user that they must not have kernel-level drivers in order to use displays with the Raspberry Pi, but there wasn't actually a guide that told them how to do it. Now they can easily do it by choosing an uninstall option. One of the reasons for adding this option was to lay the groundwork for adding Display.io to Blinka so that Display.io scripts can be run on the Raspberry Pi. It ended up being a bigger project than she initially thought, but she's been working her way through it. Europython 2020 this year will be an online conference from July 23rd to 26th, including two conference days with keynotes, talks, lightning talks, and poster sessions, and two sprint days with multiple sprint teams. Attending the conference will require a ticket, and participating in the sprints will be free. Check out ep2020.europython.eu for details. PyCon AU has announced they're holding Line AU in August check out 2020.pycon.org.au for more information. PyCon India will be held online from October 3rd through 5th, 2020. A call for proposals is now open through the 14th of August. Visit in.pycon.org/2020 for details regarding the CFP and the conference. Looking for more Python on hardware all week? Join the Adafruit community on Discord and check out the help with CircuitPython python and CircuitPython python channels. We're over 19,000 strong and continuing to grow. You'll find a supportive, positive community filled with like-minded folks. Join at adafru.it slash discord. And that is your Python on hardware news for this week. Visit adafruitdaily.com to subscribe to the newsletter or tune in again next week.